Hi there, and welcome to the 4 to 20 podcast. I'm your host, Randy Seaton Jr., and on today's episode, we're going to be going behind the man, the myth, the legend, Rick Simpson himself, Rick Simpson Oil, and the history of it. We're going to tell you about who Rick Simpson is, um, how he came to create Rick Simpson Oil, and what his potential benefits are, man. So if you haven't tried Rick Simpson Oil, or if you're just interested in Rick Simpson Oil, or you're even just wanting to be informed about it, Make sure you stay tuned because this is the podcast you're going to want to listen to. But before I get to that, I want to just say thank you so much for tuning into the first episode of the podcast. And hopefully I'll have your ears all the way through to the end of this episode and on and on and on from there, man. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see where this goes from here. But for now, I just want you guys to have a great day out there and take it easy, man. Blaze one with me, listen to the podcast, kick back and relax. This is the story of Rick Simpson oil. So the story of Rick Simpson starts back all the way in like 1990, man. He was working in a Canadian hospital as an engineer and he was doing some uh, work in the broiler room, man. And he was uh, pulling asbestos out of that room. And while he was in there, you know, back in the day, they didn't know much about asbestos and he was fucking inhaling the shit. So when he was there, he, he, I guess he fucking got knocked out, uh, from, from breathing in the fumes, man. And he hit his head and, uh, they went to the hospital. They, they gave him treatment for it and they sent him out with a prescription bottle and told him, you know, your headache will clear up, your ringing in your ears will clear up. You'll be fine. And, and it didn't. And uh, after many attempts with the doctor to get relief, he decided that uh, he's going to try medical marijuana. And the doctor rejected treatment for him after that and told him pretty much to get fucked. So he went and found, you know, his own cannabis, went out there and uh, started treating his headaches and his dizzy symptoms that he was having from the asbestos fall. So then you fast forward, man, a couple of years later he uh he goes to the doctor again. He has some skin cancer on uh, a part of his body, um, gets it diagnosed as skin cancer, and then was told that he, there was no form of treatment for that version of skin cancer that he had, that uh, it was untreatable and nothing they could throw at it would get it resolved. So he went back home thinking to himself, you know, cannabis has worked for my pain my dizzy spells, my headaches that I was experiencing, why wouldn't cannabis work for this? So he started to make a concentrated version of cannabis instead of smoking it or eating it. However, he was uh, uh, ingesting his cannabis. He decided he wanted to make a concentrated version of it, Um, his version, Rick Simpson oil. So he created uh, Rick Simpson oil from the idea of curing his cannabis. He then applied that Uh, cannabis oil to the cancerous cells daily and wrapped it with a bandage that had even more RSO in it. Um, After a couple days, his skin cancer cleared up. So that is just a a brief explanation of how Rick Simpson oil came to exist, man. He kept getting fucked around by by the medical field and doctors, and he got tired of it. He got tired of them trying to push their drugs on him, and he outsourced and went and found his own drugs. And obviously, his own drugs worked way better than what they were supplying him. 
Uh, you know, we all know about the opioid epidemic. We all know about uh, pill poppers and prescription pills out there and the fentanyl overdosing that's going on in our nation now. But like back then in the 90s, it was still, it was like pushed on society. Like your doctor would give you a bottle of Vicodin for nothing, you know? So they were trying to give them their drugs, not the drugs that we should be using, you know, i.e. cannabis. That's one of them. Uh, so he went and created his own concentrated version of cannabis, man. And if you know anything about concentrate, concentrate, whenever you hear that talked in the realm of cannabis, that's just taking the plant, a big, big amount of the plant, and bringing it down to a smaller size and a more potent value. So it's, hashish is equal to it. So if you're a drinker and you're in the drinking realm, beer to uh, uh uh, hard liquor it would be a, a brief comparison it's like a joint to a dab is a beer to hard liquor so concentrated versions are just more potent stronger versions of cannabis so and when he did it he did a version of extraction that was a new version of extraction that no one was using at the time or at least no one was talking about and what's really neat is when he found the perfect recipe for his rso he started distributing it, and he got in deep shit with the, the Royal Canadian Police for doing that. So he took it upon himself to make sure the recipe was free and available to the public. So if you go online on any website, man, you could Google this, you could be on DuckDuckGo, you could use any website and type in how to make RSO or how to make Rick Simpson oil. It will pop up how to make Rick Simpson oil. It's very, very simple. The ingredients needed, the most ingredients needed is cannabis. Uh, oddball ingredient needed is a rice cooker. And from there, man, you can find the recipe. I'm not going to describe the recipe. That, that that just is way too uh, time-consuming. But you guys can read through and definitely find the recipe online. Don't be scared to look that up. It's something that you can do. Um, most states it's legal to make due to it not using an open flame. And uh, is alcohol extracted, and you can you can use it uh, various different uh, alcohols or solvents to extract it. You don't even have to use just alcohol, but that's how he did it. And uh, pretty much, it's it's a quick uh, make, and you can have yourself your own homemade RSO that would be strain specific to you. You lock in all your own cannabinoids, uh, cannabinoids, and uh, it'd just be fitting to you. I haven't personally made my own because. I feel it's a little cheaper to go to this, the, the dispensaries out here and pick up a gram already pre-made. But uh, RSO, man, that's it, it's something that if you haven't tried and you're curious about it, I'd definitely jump off that cliff and give it a go, man. It's not nothing that's going to hurt you if anything is going to help you. Um, as far as uh, it's made, the reason they use the uh, rice cooker in making it is because it doesn't kick out a flame and it doesn't burn off. It burns off the uh, solvent without damaging the THC molecules. So it's really, really neat when they make it. That's why when you get RSO, most of the times it is nasty black tar looking. Um, it has a lot of plant material left through it. It is not a fine sift. It is not a fine process. It is not removing lipids or fats. It is literally just a, a primitive way of making oil from cannabis, but it fucking works, man. And I, I have personal experience with it, 
And I know a couple of people out there who have personal experience with RSO. They have a great time with it. I've uh, known people who use it topically and don't even eat or use THC, period, in their life. And just rubbing it on their skin and getting away, getting their uh, skin cancer taken care of was amazing to them. And that's what keeps them coming back to Rick Simpson Oil. So when RSO is made, man, they make it typically with Indica's. Because Indica's are higher on the THC spectrum than Sativa's, for the most part, depending on who's growing them. Um, But they tend to use Indica's for the most part. Um, I found my RSO was full spectrum and strain specific. Uh, Mine was testing in like the 70s. And uh, I bought a vial uh, or a syringe of uh, Indica and a syringe of Hybrid. And I use the Hybrid during the daytime when I go to work when I go out and about because I just need that little spike of sativa to keep me buzzing because I noticed if I used just the indica boy it slumped me so hard to the point where like I wasn't enjoying my high in public I felt like I'd rather be home than out out high or even at work high I'd feel almost to the point where like get me another energy drink I need something to pick me up you know so if you're out there and you want to go pick up some RSO, just be really uh, aware that it's going to do what it does, man. If it's a hybrid, it's going to make you feel pain relief and a little bit of psychoactiveness, enough to get up and moving. If you're a heavy pain, I would go for the Indica. That's going to slump you and make you feel just floaty, man, almost like a tranquilizer, honestly. And then I've never personally tried the Sativa. Me, I'm not a Sativa guy. Me and sativas don't like mix that well, but I definitely noticed a change for the better when I was uh, taking the RSO. I was eating uh, about a gram broken up over, oh shit, I'd say three or four days. And then slowly I was eating more, you know, I was increasing my dosage. There's a whole chart out there that'll give you the exact specifics on uh, just how much to eat at specific times and to get up to a gram a day. I never personally got up to a gram a day. That's just, oh man, it hits your pockets so much. But uh, if I could, man, once I start growing again, once I start cultivation again, I will be making some and hopefully I will have enough where I can do a gram a day for the full 30 days and uh, see if I could rid myself of any ailments, man. See if it really cures me of anything. I know for the short amount of time that I was taking RSO, boy, I was feeling feeling great, man. I was getting full night's rest. I was dreaming, which is kind of an odd thing. When you smoke a lot of cannabis, they say you lose uh, the ability to dream. And I've, I've experienced that. Um, I was dreaming vivid dreams. Um, sleep was deep. I would wake up refreshed, a little groggy sometimes. Sometimes I'd overdo it, maybe take too much RSO and go to bed and wake up and be like, oh, fuck, man, hungover. And that was even kind of like the first time I took RSO. I took a, a good blob, man. They say to take just a rice grain. Well, I took probably three or four rice grains on my thumb and stuck it under my tongue and let it dissolve sublingually and, uh, it started kicking in within the hour, man. I was, I was pretty wrecked and I went to bed that night and I woke up the next morning. And when I woke up, I was still hung over. And that's a rare thing in the cannabis realm. Once, once you're a heavy smoker and you've been smoking, I don't know, 30% flour, 90, 80% dabs for years, 
you you don't think anything will wreck you, you know. You 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 haven't had anything kick your ass in a while. Well, I ate like I said, three stripes on my thumb, four stripes on my thumb that night. I woke up the next morning with a hangover. I was just like, wow, this feels fucking amazing. This is what I was looking for. I haven't felt this in a long time. So I I went online and I I read about it more and more and more and. I just want to make sure everyone out there knows about RSO, man. It has so many good values that it's constantly slept on in the cannabis realm because it, it has a nasty taste. That's that's the only thing I'll, I'll tell you guys straight out the gate. If you don't like uh, the flavor of chewing on stems or if you've never chewed on bud and you don't like that earthy flavor that you get from it, then, then you're not going to like it. Um, a lot of people doze it uh, through like, put it on a cookie and eat it that way but when you do rso that way you're gonna you're gonna get the effects of more of an edible so you're gonna get a high about two hours delayed it's gonna hit your stomach it's gonna metabolize in your liver and it's gonna turn into a different compound it's gonna hit you like an edible when you take it sublingually it absorbs right into your bloodstream right then and there and you start feeling it within about 45 minutes and you start feeling really really good you 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 realize oh shit i ate something and you don't realize that you ate it because you didn't eat it technically it's hitting you right away it's not hitting you like an edible and then sometimes on the rare chance you might take too big of a dose and you might swallow half and have half dissolve under your tongue so you'll get the initial high and then about two hours later you'll get the body high and the the edible high that you weren't expecting and you'll be like what wrecked me and i think that's where the hangover tends to to come from, at least in my aspects or at least my experiences I've had with RSO. But that was the indica, man. And then as far as like hybrid, man, I was dozing that before work, um, before I'd go out in any social activity. And it was working great, man. It was working great for the mind and the body. It was relieving my pain, not to the fullest extent, but enough where I didn't feel like you know, I could be out, go watch a movie. I didn't feel like I needed to go home and get high because I was hurting or I didn't feel like I needed to grab an, uh, a dab or take a dab pen with me. You know, it was one of those, oh, I could leave the house with nothing on me and I'm going to feel good the whole fucking two, three hours I'm out of the house. And that was that was beneficial, man. That And, and also the, the hybrid did help mind as well as body. You know, um, the hybrid, the sativa end helped uh, relinquish a lot of anxiety or stress that I was having at the time. I was working uh, at a dispensary at the time, and I was doing a lot of things that were new um, I hadn't done before, so there was a lot of pressure and anxiety. And the RSO was helping me just battle that, man. It really was. So cheers to Rick Simpson, man. All around, great product. It does so many things. It's so beneficial in so many different ways, mind, body, and soul. I call it a, a real medicine, man. Everyone calls cannabis a medicine. It is. But when it's processed and the creator has enough love, you can tell the love rubs off into the product. And with with uh, RSO, man, there's there's so many different ways that you can use RSO or apply RSO. So RSO is famous for being applied topically on the skin um, with a bandage of RSO on top of that to help treat cancer and that's how he got rid of his cancer but you can also use it on top of your skin to help alleviate arthritis as a topical um, it absorbs through your bloodstream man that's the beautiful thing about it 
Um, me personally, like I said earlier, I use it sublingually, so it, it tastes nasty. A lot of people stray away from it due to that fact, but you can ingest it sublingually and in small amounts, it'll dissolve into your uh, saliva and go into your bloodstream under your tongue and you'll feel a high within, like I said, about 45 minutes or so. You can also take it uh, orally uh, as an edible. You can you can uh, either take it and put a syringe blob on a cookie and eat it that way, or you can bake some edibles. You just have to make sure it's been decarb uh, decarbed before you go to bake with it, or you'll use, and you have to bake at a really low temperature as well, so you don't burn off the THC in it. So when you go to bake edibles, it's, it's a little tricky, but you can use RSO in your own homemade edibles and that's that's another beautiful property of rso is that you can make edibles with it and if you're an edible person and you love edibles you'll be able to make a really really strong edible compared to what you'll be able to buy in retail you know retail is all fucked up with that one in my opinion that they limit people to 100 milligrams of uh edibles at a time i, I just still can't wrap my head around that but you know that's that's what happens when people do dumb shit because that's how that law got enacted. Um, but nonetheless, you can use RSO as an edible, a topical, a sublingual. Man, there's so many. You can even smoke RSO, man. They make smokable RSO. I don't personally, I wouldn't try it. If I'm going to smoke something, I'm going to smoke a dab, man. If I'm going to smoke some concentrate or I'd even smoke some old school fucking hash. You know what I mean? That Frenchy cannoli shit. Uh, so rest in peace, Frenchy. <clears throat> but yeah, so there's a variety of ways that you can have uh, RSO ingested or in your system. And please try every single one of them. Maybe not the smoking one, but definitely try it as an edible, try it as a topical, and try it as a sublingual. I guarantee you'll find some form of relief from it. And when you go look for it, make sure you're looking for that full spectrum stamp, man. Full spectrum is so critical to anything you're ingesting because it's going to have every piece of the plant on it or every piece of the plant in it so those are just some things that you want to take into mind when you go out looking for your rso man i look for full spectrum i'm not a big numbers guy uh, you'll hear me say this from here on probably a million times i am not big on like when i go into a store and i go to look for cannabis i'm not looking for the highest thc percentage <clears throat> that's not going to get my jollies I'm looking for the entourage effect, and that's that's probably what podcast number three, episode number three is going to be. Might as well stamp it right now while we're making this one. Episode number three will be about the entourage effect. I don't think a lot of people know about the entourage effect. I don't think a lot of people in, whether it be the cannabis community or whether you're a bud tender, I don't think a lot of people know about the entourage effect and what it can do. Um, so that's that's definitely something that, you want to keep an eye open for is don't be fooled by big THC numbers. If I go out and I look for an RSO, I'm going to be happy if it has more than 65% THC in it because I know it's still going to have uh, some CBD in it, some CBN in it, some CBG in it. That's going to help me in different aspects to help carry that THC to me and deliver it to the right receptors. <clears throat> so don't always go judge based on on percentage numbers man that's that's just a fool's game you can you can get wrecked on some good 20s out there i've even had some some 16 percent get me pretty good uh 
So percentage numbers don't mean shit in this world. They're just they're just there for the consumer just to grab and go. Uh, make sure you talk to your bud tender and see what they tell you about the product before you buy it. See if your bud tender's educated. That's one key element out there. I want you guys to really, really grasp that. Not all bud tenders are created equal in this world, man. And I know this firsthand from working hand-in-hand at a dispensary. Not all bud tenders are created equal. <clears throat> Not talking shit to any bud tender out there. I'm just saying some people have a lot more knowledge than others, and it's really shocking that people are able to bud tend not having nearly as much knowledge or just basic knowledge that should be known so uh yeah man that's rso in a nutshell man rick simpson took it upon himself in this world and made something beautiful out of out of taking initiative and saying you know fuck your drugs i'm gonna have drugs that i think are good for me to use and he created a wonderful product out of it i think uh I think the world benefits from Rick Simpson oil, man. I know I do. And if you are experiencing arthritis and you're experiencing pain or you're experiencing, you know, heavy uh, anxiety, I highly suggest, highly suggest, even, even if you don't want THC, find yourself some CBD heavy Rick Simpson oil. I've, they had, uh, at my dispensary, they had fucking just CBD Rick Simpson oil and people were using it there who were experiencing seizures from medical conditions people were using it there to help remove their cancer as well so definitely don't just fucking think THC all the time CBD is another one out there that if you're a listener on the podcast and you can't smoke THC and you're just curious about cannabis in general CBD is definitely a main outlet CBN is another one and we're going to get to those eventually in the podcast. But for now, I wanted to focus on Rick Simpson oil on this first episode because not a lot of people know about it. They don't know about its properties, how it was made, and, you know, how 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 Rick Simpson is doing his thing, man, and how he made his recipe free for everyone to enjoy. That's that's the best gift in the world. There's a lot of old school weed heads out there in either the cultivating game or even even in the distribution and selling game that do not like to give their trade secrets away. And for Rick Simpson to come out and be like, here is the recipe free for everyone to have. That's fucking amazing, man. He really changed the world with uh, Rick Simpson oil, man. We all should uh, tip our hats to him. Honestly, he did a great thing. So it looks like we're at about like 23 minutes into the podcast, man. I'm sure you guys have something better out there in this world to go do other than to hear me ramble. I think I've given you a good detailed description on Rick Simpson oil, its history, its origin, what it's used for, how to use it. And like I said, if you want to make Rick Simpson oil yourself, please dive on into Google any browser type in rick simpson oil recipe how to make rick simpson oil and i promise you it will pop up and you will have a, a good amount of information at your disposal to make some um there's plenty of youtube and weedtube tutorials out there as well on how to make rick simpson oil so if you want to experiment go out there and grab a pound of cannabis Uh, two gallons of solvent and a rice cooker and you should be ready to go that's just the rough breakdown um 
But yeah, Rick Simpson Oil, man. One of my favorites. I didn't know about it until this year. I've always heard about it, never fucked with it. I played with tinctures. I played with everything in the cannabis game except for Rick Simpson Oil. And boy, I feel like I was under a fucking rock for a long time. So once again, I'm going to get on my electric uh, soapbox here and speak to the masses and say, go out and grab a gram of Rick Simpson Oil. Don't give a fuck what it is. Try it. Make sure that it's full spectrum, and I guarantee you're going to have a great time with it, man. Even if you're a a high-tolerance user like myself, fuck it. Go to the moon. Take a half-gram slab. I have. It ain't going to do nothing but slump you, and if you're slumped, enjoy. So uh, that's going to conclude it on Rick Simpson, man. I'm going to wrap this podcast up. So the next podcast you guys are going to be hearing from me is going to be about the entourage effect and how... uh, cannabis is delivered to your body and your receptors via it and how you know high thc numbers ain't shit man start reading your labels and start learning your terpene profiles and all that shit and you'll you'll have a better experience that's that's inevitably too what this podcast is created for is to help you guys so you have a better cannabis experience all the way around So that's going to conclude this one, man. I'm going to be out for a while. You'll hear this episode uh, sometime. This will be episode number two. And then a week from now, you'll hear another episode. I want to thank you guys all for bailing on here and checking my podcast out. Uh, Moving forward, if you guys want to check out videos or even have the podcast on YouTube, uh, head on over to Rancan Reviews on YouTube. Uh, That's R-A-N-C-A-N Reviews on YouTube. Uh, I've, I've been posting the podcast on there. It's just a screenshot, but the audio is there. So if you want to listen on there, I'm on Spotify now. Um, check us out on the four to 20 podcast. If you can't find that, just type my name in there. That's Randy Seaton Jr. S E A T O N. Um, I'm also on red circle podcast. That's where I initiated this at. And then, uh, on Instagram, I'm also on Instagram under Rancan eight while it lasts on fucking shadow band heavy guys. And then uh, TikTok, I'm on there as Rancan8 as well. I do not put content out on TikTok. You will just find paintings on there. And then uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, Rancan8 on Twitter as well. Um, I'm going to start putting more shit out on Twitter as we go forward with this. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm going to bail off of here and go twist another joint up and spark it. And uh, hope you guys all stay happy, high, and safe. And I'll catch you guys all on the next episode. Peace out until then.